Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. The Showdown Podcast. With Corey and Vic. The debate on what movie is better. Corey's choice versus Vic's choice. They each plead their case and try to destroy the others. It's a combat of subjective opinion. I'm Brad Scott, your impartial judge. And as always, my say is final. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. This is our Drunk as Fuck episode. I am your host and referee, Brad Scott. And this week, our uh, defending champion, Corey Miller, Genuine Draft, and his film, Beer Fest, takes on Hennessy V.I.C. Miller and his film, World's End. Smooth, baby, smooth. Ah, there's the... Yeah, just like, just like a Colt 45, baby. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. That's right. This week, we're all liquored up and talking about drinking movies. Um, As so, he takes us from his Capri Sun. <laughs> I'm sorry? Oh, Kool-Aid Jammer. Get it me. right. I should know it came out of my ridge. My Kool-Aid Jammer and vodka. <laughs> Um, so no, we're going to be talking about drinking movies, and um, Corey, you are the defending champion. That I am. So uh, let's hear from you about Beer Fest. Tell us a little bit about Beer Fest. Okay, Beer Fest is about uh, two brothers who travel to Germany uh, for Oktoberfest, and they stumble upon a century-old competition described as a fight club with beer games. And uh, what they do is they find out that uh, the guy that's running it uh, is actually wanting to... Uh, ultimately take over the family uh, business, the brew business in Germany. And these guys are like, oh, wait, no, we're the rightful heirs. We should have have that. So not only get thrown out, they get sent, they go back to America. <coughs> and uh, they can't stand it, so they get their buddies together and decide that they're going to enter this beer competition and take back what is rightfully theirs. Uh, this does come from the guys that uh, that wrote and directed uh, Super Troopers, as well as Club Dread, and uh, Dukes of Hazard. Don't hold that against them. <laughs> and uh, sorry, guys, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but uh, but this is a very funny movie. It, it's actually one of those movies that uh, the first time watching, I was like, all right, it wasn't bad. It wasn't Super Troopers because Super Troopers was uh, one of my favorites, saying it is in my top 100. Uh, but the more I watch this, especially the more the Comedy Central airs it, um, the more I love it. And the more uh, you realize it's a bunch of crap. A bunch of crap. Yes. There's things people take from this though. I mean, Das Boot. Das Boot. Das Boot. Everybody, you know, like the yeah. I mean, became a big thing. I remember it be. Like it felt like uh, felt like you felt like you saw people playing a lot more 
like flippy cup and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that. I mean this this, this thing, now. like I said, it's it's a uh, it's a beer drinking competition. So uh, they've got they've got all these different games that they play. They they've got the ping pong uh, the ping pong ball one. Sorry, I'm not a big drinker. I don't know the names beer of these pong? things. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, what did you call it? The beer beer, beer ping, ping pong. pong. Yeah, well, that's what it is. But, I'm not a big drinker, so, you know, these names escape me, and I'm not a hip young dude. I'm almost 40. So, um, you got that. You got you got Das Boot, as you said, where they have to drink out of a boot, um, and they figure out... A glass boot, a glass by the boot. way. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a glass shaped yes. like a boot. It's a big glass. And it occurs to them how how they can do it without spilling the beer all over them. It's the fishbowl in America. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, what is, I was uh, drinking from a distance was another one where somebody what's, lays down and what's what's your uh, what's what's like your your worst drunk memory um, worst drunk experience I was going to say if it was a worst worst the I probably remember yeah what's your worst drunk experience um, probably the first time I drank what happened yeah um, I don't remember what exactly I drank I won't say how old I was either um, but I did spend a lot of the night in the bathroom. Vic, it wasn't me personally because I haven't really had a, a truly horrible drunk experience, thank God. But uh, I was hanging out with some family friends and family, and uh, a family member of mine who will remain unmentioned uh, decided that after drinking way too much, he had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and uh, got up and walked into the closet and proceeded to um, urinate on the entire closet. Then wake up the next morning and blame me for it. <laughs> was it his closet? It was his closet. To oh, okay. be fair, though, would it have been worse if he would have peed on you? That is I, true. I mean, I, I'm, like I said, it would have been now, worse. Here's this will kind of show which of the which of us is the drinker of our group. Uh, my worst drinking experience, possibly, and this is just possibly. This is just off the top of the head. If I had to actually rank the bad drinking experiences, this may be the worst, but it may not be. Uh, was when my myself and my friend Mark. Got extremely hammered, got into a fist fight with each other in a parking garage downtown, um, and then proceeded to drive um, home. Car started to break down, um, pulled off an exit, kind of like this Denny's that on the Greenwood exit yeah. there, that's off to this, you know, the Denny's down there, and um, popped the hood, arguing about what's wrong with the car, and, and this black guy comes up to us and he goes, hey, your car is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we turn over and my car is engulfed in fire. <laughs> and my my friend Mark takes off. <laughs> Probably a wise decision. I really thought you were going to say the, the black police, guy robbed you. No, the police, the, the black guy went back to Denny's. He came from the <sighs> He The police show up. I go to jail. For public intoxication, right? They couldn't get me on drunk driving because I was like, "Oh, a friend of mine drove but ran away." <laughs> so, they, they, but I but I didn't snitch because you know snitches get stitches. Yeah, so that's right, and I keep myself clean. Uh, but uh, I go to jail for public intoxication. Right? I pass out in the in the drunk tank, and I wake up. I'm kind of out of it. People are going around and they're saying what they're in for, and uh, they get to me, and I was like, uh, "Public intoxication." And this guy goes. Was your car on fire? <laughs> it was the black guy. <laughs> what had happened was... What happened um, was... This is the other story. He 
So he come, he's sitting at Denny's, right? And he sees this car on fire and these two idiots arguing in front of a car that's on fire. So he feels like he should be a good person and come let us know. The cops see him walking back from the scene to the Denny's. Go ask him and that, you know, say, hey, what? why did you leave, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out he had warrants. Oh! <laughs> so good Samaritan. Literally, he's staring at me like it's about to be season one of Oz. <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear Ronald Scott and I was like, that is me. That's that is yeah. right here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious. And by the way, like I said, that's somewhere probably in the top five, but there could be worse. And uh, so, how did the car catch on fire, and what happened to this friend? Oh, he's still one of my best friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, I guys, guys I don't have problems with this. I would have left. I had no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Why? What's the sense in both of us going to jail? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the car, uh, it just, like... Overheated somehow or something and just caught on fire. I mean, it was an old Honda. So, yeah, I think I paid two hundred bucks for it. Nice. That's probably why I have one of. I had one of those cars. So anyhow, um, tell us what uh, World Ends about. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. World End is about a forty-year-old uh, guy who. Realizes his life hasn't gone the way he wants, so he wants to relive his glory days of his senior year of high school. So he goes and collects all of his friends from school and brings them back to their hometown to complete the uh, pub crawl that their, their, that their town is legendary for. Um, and by doing so, thus um, finishing something that they were never able to do as teenagers. Um, the rest of his friends have moved on with their lives, have families and jobs, and he's that guy who just kind of stuck around the hometown and never left, never made anything of himself. <coughs> but he was the hot shit of the high school when he was there. Um, they proceed to go from bar to bar and relive their their heydays and figure out that this guy really wasn't all that great, um, that their heyday really wasn't all that great. And then they slowly figure out that there's something wrong as they realize that their town has slowly been uh, commercialized. And every one of the bars that they go to is the same exact bar serving the same exact drinks. And you know how that is. You know, the big box store moves into town and fucks everything up. Then it turns the corner and goes sci-fi. When they figure out that there is an alien... uh, Entity that has taken over their town and is slowly but surely taking over the people and turning it into a better network of society. And they rail against the machine and eventually defeat the alien that's trying to take over the uh, the world and assimilate it into its overall network of perfect little worlds and uh, basically destroy... Uh, <laughs> They cause Wait, a so the giant alien is trying to make it a better world? The alien is trying to assimilate the entire world into its network, work, which they think is the better way of doing things. They <laughs> don't realize that humans don't like to be subjugated. And they what don't is like to their be idea, though, of a better way of doing things? Was everybody happy? Oh, no. No, everyone gets turned into a clone. And all the humans are basically gone. Clone of yeah, who? Of the person that they take over. So they would make a clone of you, but you would be a perfect little citizen and you disappear. You would not have that story of your car catching on fire as you're drunk. Maybe it's the help I need. <laughs> now, maybe that's what I have to turn this whole thing around. Get be. this comedy career off the ground. Just clone me. 
So uh, they rail against the machine, as I said, and they, they end up stopping the, the, the takeover of the world. However, in doing so, they create a giant electromagnetic pulse that turns all of humanity off the grid, and uh, they have to learn how to survive in the Dark Ages. Yeah, see, to me, it's not, this movie isn't so much a drinking movie as it is a sci-fi film uh, with a subplot of drinking. Unlike Beer Fest, where it was all about the drinking. Um, the movie started out with them drinking, continued on with them drinking, ended with them drinking through the entire movie. Yeah, but the major the major plot, though... Is drinking. Is, the is them getting them through... The aliens. No. Them getting them through the pub crawl is the major plot. That was the whole point of it. No, that's just that's just the subplot. The aliens were the were the were no. The, the aliens plot. were the subplot. You know no, how this works. Nope, I, I disagree. Tell it like a filmmaker. Nope, I disagree. <laughs> I think the aliens are the major plot, and then the and uh, and the beer drinking is the subplot because he spent they spend the the seventy five percent of the movie is spent. Well, sorry, I'd say fifty five percent of the movie is spent on them going back through their through their childhood years, what they were doing, hanging out, drinking, making cutting a fool, doing silly and things. Most, and most of those guys didn't even want to be there in the first place. Yeah, because, because they, they had, had already moved on. But by the end of the movie, what did they all figure out? That it was the best thing the for them. The half of them were clones. That was the best <laughs> thing for them. To be a clone? No. They got turned <laughs> into clones after they got back. They weren't clones yeah. originally. No, I know. <clears throat> so, according to the Wikipedia synopsis, uh, the film follows a group of friends who discover an alien invasion during an epic pub crawl in their hometown. So it sounds like the alien invasion was the main plot. During and the pub crawl the pub was the crawl. setting, though. No. During the pub crawl. Not to mention the fact that I, I need to correct you on one point of yours is they had no idea they had no idea that they had any kind of legacy of being <clears throat> beer brewers. Not not until uh, not until they got to that like uh, the Fight Club type thing. They didn't know then. They didn't when, know then either. But when they came back, they've got a, they had a friend that was a scientist and knew how to brew the perfect beer. So that's what got them started, and that's where they started practicing. That's not what did it either. Hmm? You missed a whole section of your movie. No, I didn't. What was it? How did they find out that they were that who they were? The guy that you said. The guy you said. The guy you said when they went there. Yeah, when they were drinking. Said that they that they stole their their brewery. They had no idea that they had a brewery. Well, yeah, they found out when they got there. Later on. Yeah. After they were telling back in the U.S. The grandmother told the them. The grandmother told them. <laughs> the whole plot what, of your movie is not correct. The synopsis which, of your movie is not correct. Well, that was close. <laughs> um, who was played by Cloris Leachman? Who? That's awesome. You're always looking for that one person to throw in there. You're not going to get the whole, uh, what's it called again? Like, well, cat does not happen. The what? You're trying for the Abe Bagoda uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Cloris Leachman. Do you have do you have one for? It? Is that is that what you're looking is for? Is Cloris Leachman alive? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a website. Yeah, she um, is very much alive. So, <clears throat> Broken Lizard, though, and, and I would say that um, Super Troopers is one of my favorite movies. It rates way up on my list as well. However, that's probably um, the better movie that they made, even though this one supposedly had better recognition than that one, which I don't think. Because watching this movie over again, which I've seen it a couple times now, I actually greatly enjoyed it the first time I watched it, laughed out, out loud a bunch of times. The second time I was kind of like, Ugh. and then this time again I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Didn't even get to the whole freaking movie without it. Cause I, I can remember every last bit of it. 
but it wasn't fun enough to watch again. It was it didn't it didn't hold up at all. So yeah, I just, I see. I'm just the total opposite. I think the more I watch it, the more I love it. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that uh, I listen to their podcast or not, but and I you know I. I, I get some more of the jokes now or what, but I just feel that as this, the more, the more. They're I, the same jokes. They may be the same jokes. All the same jokes in every move they do. What? Oh, you're saying in every movie? Every one of their movies has the same jokes in it. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> let's, let's see. Let's, let's fuck the bear. Let's fuck the puppet. Let's, let's fuck the dead guy. It's, it's all the same set of jokes in every one of their movies. I don't remember the fucking of the bear. That's in Super, uh, Super Troopers. Ah, okay. Well, what, well, what, so the what? puppet was in this one, and the dead guy was in um, was in uh, Club, Club Dread. Red. It's the same jokes they do in every in every one of their things. It's the same thing. However, when you talk about Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who are much more recognized actors than these guys are in many ways, shape, and form, but come from the same comedy background as them, but have expanded out way further and are much more popular. And I know you can't deny that. Go ahead. Go, no, deny no, I'm, it. I'm, I'm just listening. checking. I'm still listening. <laughs> when it comes down to it, and again, you know, uh, Jay is the writer and director of this movie, and Simon is the writer along with, um, crap, I just lost his name, um, Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, um, who he writes all of his movies along with him and directs them. Um, again, it comes down to, when it comes to comedy, I think that Broken Wizard has a lot to... To catch up with to Sun Pig and Nick Frost. I don't know. I mean, yes, World's End was, and, and even Shaun of the Dead, uh, and, and Hot Fuzz, all great movies. But I don't feel as though, if, if, we're gonna t- if you're going to talk humor, I don't feel as though those movies, yes, there is some humor in. I think those are more dramatic uh, with some comedy thrown in. Uh, Beer Fest, uh, along with Super Troopers. And in even Club Dread, comedies, straight comedies. Calling hot fuzz a drama? Yeah. What? Well, like I said, they're more drama with the comedy thrown in it. I don't think, I don't think it's a straight comedy. <laughs> That's the way I feel. I really don't know. Where no, I get think that, that comedy's in the closet. <laughs> I think you just don't understand British humor. Oh, I understand British humor. Then how are you not finding this fucking funny? Right I, now? I I find I find stuff funny. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I don't. Th- I think I think those films are more drama. The dramedies, they're more drama with their dramas to start with, and then there's comedy sprinkled throughout it. Wrong. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> Well, considering one of them is a is a horror horror comedy, one of them is a sci fi like comedy, Grant. one of them is a uh, comedy. Period. I mean, it's it doesn't make any sense as you say that they're not that they're dramedies in the first place. Because there's no drama in any of those movies. You don't think there's any drama? At I don't all? think there's drama in those movies. With with the aliens, hell, you even called World's End a, a, a sci fi at the end. Yeah, so. I just said that. It's a sci-fi comedy. I didn't say it was a sci-fi dramedy. Okay, well, okay. That was my point. My point is that... Film, Hot Fuzz is more of a drama. We weren't going on them and being the a comedy. Part. We were going on them being drinking movies. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying... So you, even if it was a drama... Ooh, that's, a, that's a strong point, because I, I was really leaning towards, well, Beer Fest is a drinking comedy. He can have a drinking sci-fi. I mean, we didn't say it was drinking comedies. True. 
That's very true. It's just our it's just our drunk as fuck spectacular. It's true. But as far as World's End goes Drunk as Fuck Spectacular I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was going for that. I was gonna start hitting the boots and caps in a second, but we stopped, so it's all good. Um but my original argument was that his movie was not so much based on the beer and the drinking as it is the sci-fi, while mine is all based on around drinking. There is beer in the title of his movie. There is. Yes, there is. But mine's about a pub. It's about a few, but ultimately it's and about what's a pub? aliens. A pub's about drinking. Aliens. It's about drinking. No, well, it's about... It's let's let's drinking, talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk adventure. about the drinking. Let's okay. talk about the drinking. So let's look at a couple things in your movie that drove me absolutely nuts. The only real draw to your movie was that it showed boobs every five minutes. That's that's that was the that was the real hook of the movie. Every not the minutes. drinking. Not the drinking. If there was anything in that movie, it was them showing boobs that that, that kept you kept you watching the movie. I don't, I don't, that didn't happen very often. What? Okay, so they go to Beer Fest. Um, they trip over the guy. They rip off the girl's shirt. She falls backwards and rips off two other girls' shirt. She falls backwards and hits another guy who knocks over, knocks open the, the thing of beer, which sprays onto the two girls that are getting the, the guys that are trying to get them to kiss because it's German girls gone wild and they show their boobs. Then when he's got the beer goggles on and Cherry is sitting there trying to hit on him, you know, she takes him home and they show her boobs the whole time too. Um, boobs. That's that's how they kept everyone's attention. And that's the only that's the time only, that that's the that's like sixty percent of the movie. And were there boobs in yours? No. All right. Because they, they didn't need to have boobs in it to there keep your attention. They didn't need them to keep your attention. I, will, I think the judge would prefer boobs rather than no boobs. I will say uh, the Hollywood Reporter: Big Screen Booze, fifteen movies about alcohol. Beer Fest is the third one listed. Big Screen what? Big Screen Booze. Booze. Like boo? No, I think it's B-O-O-Z-E. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I was thinking booze because yeah. that's how it's bad. Yeah. Oh, if only we could. We got to like cut that part up <laughs> at some point so we can replay it again in future episodes. <laughs> really? Booze? Booze. Like the plural booing? <laughs> exactly. Booze. Uh, 15 movies about alcohol. Beer Fest is the third one listed. World's End did not make the list. Hmm. What number one? But you're not fighting one? the fight. They for they're, they're not in a chronological. They're uh, just 15 they minutes about boo, about uh, alcohol. Yeah. But you're not fighting the fight for him, so it doesn't really matter. No, you can't I'm, swing for him. I so the, the, when it comes I'm down to it, pointing out good points by both. When it comes down to it, yeah, pointing so, out um, the good points by both. So anyway, um, it's, if if we look at the actors and Beer Fest, you got you got the uh, standard group of broken lizard guys. Uh, Jay Shander Sekar, Eric Shulhansky, um, <clears throat> Kevin Heffernan, and Steve Lemmy, and uh, there's one more. Paul Soder. There he is. What have any of those guys done besides Broken Lizard stuff? Um, Heffernan, wise. Hef- Heffernan has, wise. has done a bunch of stuff. What? He was in, uh, what is that movie? Um, there's one movie I can't remember the name of it now. He was just in Agent Carter in an episode. I said movie. Okay. Um, we are you want me to go down through his IMDb list? No, I want you to tell me something he was in. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's calling you out on, and you're like he's been in plenty, and then you're like, well, let me let me give you one of mine. Martin Freeman. What, what was he in? You know who he is Bilbo Baggins. Okay, correct. Hold on, let me let me give you another one. 
Um, Patty Considine. Who was the guy you were talking about? Four ultimatum. Heffernan was in Strange Wilderness. That's one. That's, you that's your that's your go to. Well, that's the one I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Uh, Simon Pegg, Scotty from the new Star Treks. He was also in Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, the one that you were just like, yeah. Unfortunately, it was in. Unfortunately, it was in Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, that was such a great movie. He was in Sky High, which is the one I was trying to remember. Do you know what Sky High is? <laughs> Are you aware of what movie Sky High is? Yes, I am. It is a Disney movie about a superhero high school. Yep. I, I, I meet him with Eddie Marson so that's, that's from Sherlock Holmes, V for Vendetta. I mean, you, your but, cast your cast is is see, nothing compared to this movie. But, but the thing is, these guys majority uh, for the majority they all do their movies together. So do these guys. So I mean, every one of these no, guys are in Simon no, Pegg's movies. Because, because every one of these guys are in Simon Pegg's movies and TV shows. You mean every Edgar one Wright? of them? You mean Edgar Wright? No, Simon Pegg writes all the shows too. Well, Simon Edgar did, Wright directs them, but he writes almost. Uh, he's written every one of them, and all no, these guys have been in his movies. They, they aren't in. Uh, they're not in Star Trek. He didn't write that. You didn't say that. He, yes, I did. I just said that. I literally just said Simon Pegg wrote them. And they're in all the movies that he's in, which meets your requirement. For writing? All right. It is commercial time, and I know you're dying to find out where you can catch up with your favorite member of the Showdown podcast. So, Vic, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you. Oh, by de facto, I'm the favorite member of the podcast? That's no. Fucking, oh, God damn it. Just getting you out Just of give life. me one. Just one. Let me have it. Anyway, you, you can find me at Black. To be at the front. I Black think. and Angry. That's B-L-A-Q and Angry on Xbox. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MillerKing51. And, uh, Corey? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. Where I review some movies and give stars for my opinions. And that's uh, at, at MKO Gonzo. The one place his opinion matters. Yeah, but nobody's listening because I have like nine followers. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Indie Brad Scott, I N D Y B R A D S C O T T. And on Facebook, kick, uh, click like on comedian Brad Scott and catch up with the show. We are on Twitter at The Showdown Pod and on Facebook, The Showdown Podcast. You can also find episodes on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever you might listen to your podcast. Uh, March 7th, uh, you can catch me. Uh, it should be this Saturday at the Downtown Comedy Connection in South Bend, Indiana. Is that right? Yep. Yes. Uh, and then um, I have some shows in April that uh, we'll get more details about when I get them, including a uh, private show in Detroit with television's Dave Landau. And uh, be sure to drop us a line on Twitter and Facebook, too. Let us know uh, if, you, if you have an idea for future episodes. Uh, let us know what you think. or We want to know what you think. So uh, I'll be happy to fight for your movie. I might fight for it. It depends. Haphazardly, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Also, check out IndieBradScott.com. Coming soon. Does it have, like, the little uh, flashers, like the road road sign saying... Under construction. Under construction. No, I don't know what it says now. I don't know. I'm not doing any of it. <laughs> There's a guy, my buddy Jason, who's great at everything he does, is putting, he's put it together. I just have to pay for it to go launch or whatever they I call it. I think we need to do... 
Is it going to be this week? BradScottIsDead.com, too. Yeah. Get one started for him just now, so when it's early, he'll have to buy it from I, There's famous. a lot of vices. I could be. I could be. <laughs> next episode. He'll be like, damn it, that didn't work out. <laughs> I got a whole year of this, and he's already gone. <laughs> this show is brought to you by no one. Keep listening. Maybe someday. And back to the show. Uh, we just want to, uh, before we get to the results, we're going to give a few shout-outs to some of the followers we have on social media. Chris Trueblood, who actually does uh, some of the music that you hear throughout the show. Check him out at TruePock1, which is an amazing right? <laughs> uh, Twitter handle. Uh, B-Movie Bargain Bin. Uh, hey, it's better than a C-Movie Bargain Bin. Check them out at, at B-Movie Bargain Bin. Uh, the Medium Bus Podcast. They're not quite the short bus, but they're also not, you know, fancy. They're not the big size. They're not the fancy they're not the long. Big bus, they're not they? the big, you know, corporate buses. They're, they're, they're just right. So follow at the Medium Bus, uh, the Projection Booth. Um, it's a ultimate movie podcast, so they're kind of a competitor. So go fuck themselves now. Just follow them <laughs> at uh, Pro Boothcast, Pro Boothcast, at Pro Boothcast, and uh, Krista Filippo. Uh, she's got a Puerto Rican sounding last name. She's 27 years old and she's a wife and raising an amazing six year old boy who's the love of her life. Give her a follow at almost taken 1021, which I don't know what her, what her husband thinks about that. <laughs> but uh, at almost taken 1021, give her a follow. Uh, she's very, very sweet. And uh, we appreciate all, all of our followers, everybody on social media. And now for the results of this week's episode, the. Drunk as fuck spectacular. I gotta say, this was tough. Because um, our argument sucked. Well, I love Beer Fest. I love that movie. And I love those guys from Broken Lizard. I think they're hilarious. Um, I've not seen World's End. Um, but I do I, I do have a new appreciation of British comedy over like the last year and a half. Um, and British humor in general. Uh but yeah, Corey's argument was just so bad. This week's winner, Hennessy VIC, World's Smooth. End, takes down Beer Fest. Exactly. How was it bad, though? Your argument? Yeah. Um, well, you closed by making a point that the cast from uh, World's End, Simon Pegg wasn't loyal to them because they also weren't in Star Trek. Even though they were in every other movie he had something to do with. I didn't get a chance to say the other movies. They weren't Mission Impossible either. Yeah, you just... But he didn't write that either. The argument was that he wrote the movies and... and you kind of even in. argued that you almost enjoyed Super Troopers more than you did this movie. No, like, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You, you kind of did. Oh, well, yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, that's true. But that doesn't mean that my, this movie's not better than the other one. Then, but I yeah, don't but, that. but it's not a strong argument. In the movie, the, you diss the beginning of the movie. You try to throw in as an argument for why your movie was better. Whatever. Yeah, so Vix. Black sheep, baby, every time. What is that? Black sheep. <clears throat> I figured you That's your theme? That's my theme this week. This week? This week. We should have themes. Oh, like a weekly thing? Like, yeah, like, week? like our theme music, like to announce when we're here. That way if somebody, like let's say you get injured and you're gone for four episodes, 
but then you can make a comeback in the middle of an episode because we'll play your music and people will be like, oh my god, he's there, it's him! I heard, I heard internet rumors he was there. <laughs> like the glass breaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so what are we going to talk about this week to close out the episode? I mean, this is just a drinking uh Yeah, it is our drinking episode. episode. Uh, I don't personally have too many uh, major drunken ex- escapades, but I'm sure, Brad, you do. Um, I was in a, uh, I was working at a bar in Muskegon, Michigan called Cuties, and uh, it's the second time I performed there, and the first time I was there, I got really drunk. Uh, I uh, ended up bartending uh, behind the bar, uh, making people Where drinks. Where bartending usually happens. Are you a bartender? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> Let's the get drinks that clear. were probably, like, well, like when people would be like, oh, I want this and this and this. I'm like, oh, you want a Jack and Coke. Uh, <laughs> you want this that's easy to make. Um, so you were changing their orders? Pretty much. So then uh, I, uh, I I go back. So I had a blast the first time. Everybody loved it. I, did a, like, I, I built a very strong following in that one show because it was, they packed every show that they did. It was a small bar so they could see 90 people. So the next time I'm there, I'm with a gentleman by the name of Mike Dambra, who's Canadian and had been there before as well and had a good following. So we packed the room, and it was people specifically there to see him and I. You know, um, They start sending me up shots. After like five minutes of me being on stage, I had to do 30 minutes. After about five minutes, they start sending up shots. And uh, it started off with like, it'd be like a Jaeger bomb. And then it became straight Jaeger. And this is like every five minutes, they're just sending up more tequila and Jaeger at the same time. Then they sent up, twice they sent up two of like the little party cups, like little plastic party cups, that were about half full of Sambuca. Oh, I knew it was coming. If you don't know what Sambuca is, it's, uh, well, it's peppermint. It's, uh, Sambuca is, uh, it's basically... Christmas in your mouth, but it'll also start your car. <laughs> like, it's very, very strong peppermint yeah, it's liquor. It's a very popular flaming drink. Yeah, and it's... Flaming Sambuca. I, uh, I, I, I drank both of them as shots Ugh. on stage, and that's when I blacked out. And I don't remember anything after that. I was filled so in the next literally day. literally went down on stage. No, no, no. No, no, the lights went out. But there was, I was still Nobody home. Nobody was home. Oh. No, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You were Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, lights were on, but nobody, nobody was, was home. home. Yeah, but like I, you did just like an autopilot because this is all what I was told the next day by the other comedian, by Mike Damber, and uh, by uh, the bar owner who I, who I got along with really well. Um, after a certain point, they said he said you could kind of tell that the like I checked out, um, but I finished my <laughs> set. Apparently, I was fine. I brought up Mike on stage, introduced him. And then uh, I went to the bar, and Mike said that from the stage he could see as soon as I walked down, I went over to the bar, and they had shots lined up for me, and I just took, like, four shots right after the other. So your comedian is so strong that literally blacked out you did your entire set by muscle no, memory. No, no, no. Well, and I didn't black out until, like, 15 or 20 minutes in. So, I mean, <laughs> I did, like, my last 10, and it's basically just because I had done it so Still, much. Still, 10 minutes by muscle memory is yeah. pretty, and that's brain muscle at that, not well, even like... <laughs> well, hold on. Story doesn't end there. Didn't just take the four shots, sell some t-shirts, go back to the hotel, and, and sleep it off. 
No. <laughs> I go to the back of the room where I just kept continuously drinking. And then um, at some point, I, uh, I, I grabbed, um, I had this backpack I used to take that had like notebooks and stuff in it. And uh, like my camera. I put my backpack on. I walked up onto the stage while Mike was performing and just stood to the side. And he looked at me and he goes, are you okay? And apparently I just shook my head and I was like, and he was like, you sure? And uh, he said, I gave him a thumbs up and kept shaking my head. And then he tries to play it off for the crowd. He's like, hey, doesn't it freak you out when an Arabic looking guy walks up to you with a backpack? And the crowd laughs and everything else. And then apparently I just, you know, just, he goes, I'm, I'm doing a show here, buddy. And then I just walked off to the back of the room. Was he pissed? Where I opened up my t-shirt bag, screamed in the middle of the showroom, I'm going to make it rain in this bitch, and threw shirts <laughs> into the air. <laughs> just threw them up into the air. All my t-shirts. And then, apparently, um, I also, like, Apparently they got me outside or something, and I was smoking a cigarette for the rest of the show. And then show's over. I went back in. Uh, apparently, uh, I projectile vomited all over the bathroom, and um, I was trying to. I was getting like, I was getting a little rowdy and angry because I couldn't get music to play on the jukebox. That was actually an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all they got is 50 cents. <laughs> I really wish, out of all the time, out of the couple times that I've recorded your stand-up, I wish I would have been there for that night. Oh my gosh, that I wish been... I would have been there for that night. And, 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 and at whatever point, they all have to be going, we did this. Well, they sent me, <laughs> they got me a cab and sent me back to the hotel. I woke up the next morning with barely any money. <laughs> I had like 10 bucks on me. And uh, Mike shows up, like I ended up getting... I ended up going back to the bar and getting my car and everything. And the owner of the bar, this is how much like he liked me from the first time I was there. Uh, he apologized. He's like, my, they should have stopped serving, you know, or should have faked the shots. Um, and he's like, uh, here's some money to get you to the next gig. The booker, th- he talked the booker into not firing me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of drinking things myself because I don't drink publicly. It's all social, mm-hmm. like just within a group of circle of <laughs> it's friends. All at home by myself. Yeah, yeah. sadly. <laughs> but but uh, like, I was about I mean, to. I don't have like a. I don't have like I don't a, drink a problem. So- I don't drink socially. I just drink like what they call alcoholically. Yeah, just by myself with, in a room with a loaded gun and my dog up to my top. Uh, <laughs> and one light but, uh, I did spend some time as a bouncer at a nightclub. And uh, one of the funniest things that I saw was this one chick, she's dancing and she's drinking like crazy. And um, one of the bar backs goes, this chick should probably get cut off. So we're like, okay, we'll keep an eye on her. The bartender starts trying to stop her. So she starts playing the bar hopping game where she'll go to this bartender. That bartender's been serving her for X amount of time. So she moves over to this one, gets him over server. Then she moves over to another bar, just four bars in there. They don't pay attention to each other, so we're watching what she's doing. So we're finally like, you need to stop. And she's like, I'm fine. No, 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 no. You can't fine. tell me not to drink. <laughs> like, it's we need to cut you off. She's white, isn't yeah, she? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, we're going to have to kick her out. And they're like, okay, well, let's get her out of here. So we go to get her, and she, like, grabs her purse and just unloads in this thing. And I'm talking one of those big, like, two-body purses. 
she is going for like a year in this thing. I was like, oh god, thank god she's got to carry that out of here. Well, so please tell me it's a Gucci. Bird. She sets it down and she's like looking around to see if anyone saw her do it. Pulls one of those wipe in the mouth with the entire yeah. arm thing and like slings it over here and then starts hobbling towards the other bar. So one of the other bar guys goes and grabs her and they're like, it's time to go. We start escorting her out. One of her friends is like, what are you doing? Where are you taking her? He's like, well, she's got to go. She's just way past too drunk. So we get her out, and I realized she left her purse. So I went back to go get it. Well, this is the bad part. It wasn't her purse. Because oh. <laughs> right as I turned the corner, I stopped and I looked at the bar, and there's this chick going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this chick had just blown chunk in this lady's purse. She, I don't know where she disappeared to, but <laughs> she just grabbed the first receptacle she could find and had at it. That's funny. So I know we were like, um... I didn't see nothing. <laughs> so I just, just walked away. <laughs> I will say I, I, I do. I did remember one uh, one drunken uh, ex, 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 escapade escapade uh, that I had. And Use your way. You thought the proper word was going to be escapade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, is that able, is that to do that on ice? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, I think it was my birthday. I think we were there for my birthday. And we had already been done a little drinking before we went to the bar. And then we go to the bar, and it's karaoke night. So we have a couple shots. I think I had a couple shots of turkey and then was drinking beer as well, too. And that's not great, especially when you do them in the wrong order. And uh, so by the time my name gets called for a song that I did not put in, that somebody else did, it was uh, Chocolate Salty Balls from <laughs> Chef from South Park. I was already wasted. I could not remember. First of all, I couldn't hear the song. All I could see were the words on the screen, and those were blurry. And so uh, I'm like trying to remember how the song goes. I can't remember. So I'm like, fuck it. I start singing it like Jim Morrison. So I'm like, chocolate. You know, I was singing it that way through the entire through the entire thing. And I guess while I was up there. The waitress said, told somebody at my table that I was done. <laughs> Cut that fool off. <laughs> Which was totally fine. Because I get done, and I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom, puke all in there, come back out. I'm, like, sweating. I'm, I'm that wasted. I, actually, I think I'm starting to uh, sober up now that I've done that. And I'm like, we gotta go. It's time to go. So I go outside, and I puke some more in the <clears> bush. And we leave. I find out the next day, I'm like, did you pay for our drinks? I said, nope. I was like, huh. So we just got all those drinks for free. Because she thought I paid. I'm like, how would I pay? I was too busy puking. So that was, that's my one. So uh, for future reference, make sure you get your credit card when you get there. You know what? Your money before you leave. <laughs> we, we were running a tab and they didn't even ask for the credit card. Yeah, well, that's their too. So that's their fault. So... So, yeah, I just, but the uh, statute of limitation is run out, so I can't be in trouble for that. So, <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure they've been pursuing. They've been, and and, they just and I'm sure they would listen to this show. So, one night, probably, this is before my daughter was born, I believe, so probably 2007-ish or so, maybe? Uh, I don't know, a while back. My cousin had just moved back from Arkansas, and we go out and get hammered one night. You're really, really drunk, right? To the point where, like, 
<clears throat> they set this bar where they're doing karaoke and we're talking to these two girls and all of a sudden I just hear them announce my name as hey we've got a real life comedian here who's going to tell you guys some jokes for about 15 minutes welcome Brad Scott and I'm like whoa that's well they booked you for free my name <laughs> my cousin went and told the guy running karaoke oh. <laughs> that I was a comedian and I would love to do some time oh nice as a, so I go up there first time in my life I've ever forgotten like every joke <laughs> I've ever made. I'm trying to do them but I'm not remembering them correctly <laughs> And so I'm just a mess, and then I freeze, and I don't know what to say. So they come up and get the mic from me, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> so we leave, okay? And apparently, as we left, my cousin grabbed uh, a phone off of a table, like presumably the door guy's <laughs> And it was before smartphones were commonplace, so it was like, oh, it's like a really nice phone, you know. Uh-huh. And it could like it could have been yeah. some bullshit like LG or something. But anyways, we're driving along, and the phone starts ringing, and I'm like, oh, why do you have two phones? He's like, oh, that's one I grabbed from the bar. <laughs> so I <laughs> answer so it, and it's the door guy, and uh, I'm like, oh, my cousin accidentally grabbed your phone, and I, my cousin goes, don't we want five thousand dollars? <laughs> Ask him how much that phone means to him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, okay, he did. Okay, so we took, he took your phone. Um, and so I'm like, I find, I'm like, I'm telling my, I'm like, dude, no, no, like, no, this is not right. We can't do this. No, I'm, I'm going to tell the guy we're going to meet him. <laughs> so my cousin agrees, fine. So, so I'm like, okay, hey, my cousin accidentally grabbed your phone. He was joking about that. You know, well, we need to meet up and get you your phone. So we agreed to meet at this gas station, right? Why didn't you just go back to the bar? Because it was after closing. Oh. So we go to this gas station to meet him, right? Pull in. He told us what kind of car he was going to be in. He gets out. I get out uh, with the phone, and I go, I'm walking up to him. I hand him the phone. I go, oh, hey, man, sorry about that. Here you go. And he goes, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? What's he sorry for? 12 cops stormed onto us. Like, just out of nowhere. Like, I we must have been so drunk. We didn't see him. Yeah, it really was. Well, you they're they're asked for a ransom. You'd have thought I had handed him a brick of cocaine <laughs> as opposed to a shitty smartphone. And this idiot just, and, just like, and he, yeah, he walks away. They come up and, like, they, like, grab me and they, like, throw me on the ground and cuff us and uh, everything else. And we're just like, what do you guys have on us? And we, we gave him his phone. I go, oh, because we were joking. We told him we wanted money. And so they ended up taking us in and just holding us downtown. What did they say? For, uh, it, they took us in for PI because they knew they didn't have anything. Because we were like, we didn't do anything illegal. Hmm. We accidentally grabbed his cell phone and gave it back, met him to give it back to him. Hmm. Now, granted, my cousin initially in his drunken stupor was, Thought it was, a good idea was, treating, was treating it like a rich white, you know, six-year-old. <laughs> but... <laughs> But we we came around pretty quickly, and yeah, we ended up just spending spending the night in the drunk tank, and then they let us go uh, that next morning. But I felt like we needed something like that to close out the episode. Hey, Corey, this one's for you. Say good night, Popo. Good night, Popo. Okay, see you. Does it sound like Winnie the Pooh? No, that was your fucking movie. I know, but it sounded like Winnie the Pooh. It was one of your great actors you had to bring up in your movie. I said it sounded like one of the two. That's all. Thank you for listening, if you still are. I don't know why you would be.
But thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys the next time on the Showdown Podcast. That's probably where the music should have came in now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.